We are down to the final two episodes of this podcast for year one. Tomorrow, we tackle the very well-known and annually remembered tornado of 1985 that affected Grand Valley, Tottenham, and Barrie, Ontario. But today, I will shed light on a natural disaster that kicked over an anthill of atrocities in a city that needed to be uncovered. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. In the Pacific Northwest, all you have to do is utter the name Vanport, Oregon, and it will send shivers down the spines of well-bred Portlanders. We get into why right now on This Day in Weather History. I will caution you up front that many of the details in today's story are very troubling and therefore listener discretion is advised. Vanport is not a painful trigger word for so many because of any ghost story or because of any calamitous disaster. That actually is going to be our primary story to come later. New, this town will forever have a dark cloud over its memory because of raw, unabashed racism. World War II was in full swing and the United States was in it now. There was a housing shortage around Portland and that city, if you're not familiar with it, uh, is a port city and it was integral to the war effort as a shipbuilding port city. It was built and meant only to ever be a temporary housing project to superficially cover as a home to the workers in Portland shipyards and their families. This shantytown was built fast and cheap and was completed in only 110 days. They literally mac-tacked together 10,414 apartments and homes with every poorly designed variety of wooden block and fiber board that they could find. To make this even stupider, it was built on marshland between the Columbia Slough and the Columbia River. So, poor construction and on a marsh? Hey, what could possibly go wrong here? The town of Vanport was physically segregated from Portland and was prevented from flooding only by a system of dikes that held back the flow of the Columbia River. But in 110 days, it was up, and within a blink of an eye, it had a population of 40,000, making it, seemingly overnight, the second largest city in the entire state of Oregon. It was called Vanport as a tip of the hat to the fact that it was situated midway between Vancouver, Washington and Portland, Oregon. And in its time, while it held its relevance, it was heralded as a symbol of America's wartime ingenuity. But as America returned to peacetime and the shipyards were no longer needed, they closed the doors, leaving everyone without work and nowhere to go. Tens of thousands remained in these slipshod houses and apartments in Vanport, and by design, through a very discriminatory housing policy, many who stayed were African American. With only one more episode to go after today until the end of the first year, it's now more important than ever to remember that this day in weather history can be enjoyed a number of ways. Right now, you are listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider, but there is also the daily podcast video short. They are shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective. And oftentimes, they will include visuals from that day's event from when it happened in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. But then the year 1948 happened. 
It had been a particularly wet year, even by Oregon standards. Heavy snowpack followed by a warm, rainy May combined for an exceptional spring melt, and that had the Columbia River up at very dangerous heights. By May 25th, both the Columbia and the Willamette Rivers reached 23 feet, 8 feet above their flood stage. Vanport officials began patrolling the dikes that day, but didn't issue any warnings to the residents. The United States Army Corps of Engineers said that the dikes would hold and that Vanport would remain dry in the face of increasingly rising waters. Yet, suspiciously, that same group also made sure to protect their files and equipment by removing them from their offices in Vanport, along with some 600 horses from the adjacent racetrack. Something really fishy was going on here. You see, the dikes did not hold. What began as a small hole, just six feet initially, rapidly expanded until water was steadily streaming through a gaping opening. As water seeped into the city, homes were swept away in the flood. Their cheap shantytown foundationless walls went over like paper to the awesome force of water, and within 10 minutes, Vanport was inundated. In less than a day, the nation's largest housing project and at the time Oregon's second largest city, was gone. It would take some families years to find permanent housing in Portland. Those who could or were allowed to find housing anyway. You see, there were a lot of areas throughout the state where black Americans were simply not allowed. That was even after the flood that disappeared Vanport on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is our final episode for the first big year of this podcast. We launched on June 1st of that icky year known as 2020, so I had to wait a full year to finally get around to telling the story of the tornado in 1985 that hit Grand Valley, Tottenham, and Barrie. We have an explosive first year finale for you. That's tomorrow on This Day in Weather History with me, your host, Chris May.